everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds, a decidedly, can I say, middle grades, middle school authoring edition. Is is that workable with Chris Tebbets? Sure. I mean, that's one of the, that, that's the primary thing that I, I like to write is middle grade fiction. Sure. Yes, yes. And I'll, I'll ask about a few of the other works of yours that I've discovered as well. And, and did I get your last name right, Tebbets? That's right. Yeah. Okay, great, great. Um, I taught middle school for eight years. I'm currently a high school English teacher, and I've taught at the college level and done some things like that. But middle grades is just a, it's a magical time of um, confusion and emotion and anxiety and uh, lots and lots of odors as well. It's an interesting time. Um, so, <laughs> so I know that you've crafted in, in that world with uh, a couple of collaborators um, who are pretty notable. And I also know that you have um, books that you've authored like Me, Myself, and Him. And so curious to talk about that work as well. Um, what, what was it about the written word that connected you initially? You know, it... it, it uh... I think sometimes, you know, our form finds us and it, it wasn't until I had to write a, a bio for the website that I was creating once I felt like I was enough of an author to need a website. And that's when, uh, you know, I had to sort of take a look at my big picture and um, books were my absolute first love. I, I, I am one of those writers who was a voracious reader as a kid, especially as a middle grade reader. Um so and and also I you know I, I never talk about this without talking about my mom. She's the one who took me down to the library week after week after week, and she's the biggest reader I've ever known. Um, but from there, you know, I became a voracious uh, consumer of television, and a and after that, a voracious consumer of movies. And I got into theater, and I thought theater was going to be my thing. And then I majored in filmmaking in college, and I thought film was going to be my thing. And it wasn't until I had sort of dispensed with uh, my attempts at being a professional filmmaker and a, and a, a more successful but still uh, ultimately doomed life in the theater that I circled back around to writing and, I, and, and eventually to children's books. And at the time, it seemed like an odd herky-jerky path. But in retrospect, I realized I was just, and I talk about this with kids all the time, I, I you know, even though I felt like I was failing my way through theater, through filmmaking, through the things I thought I wanted to do, I was really just finding my right form of storytelling. I, I don't know that I was always a writer, but I was always a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And uh, love how the the heartbeat of storytelling sort of continues on when, when you know that it's supposed to be the form that you're in. Love it. Yeah. 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 Um, so I am curious about what draws you in particular to, to create for younger readers. Um, and I also saw a series Vikings, is that right? Yeah, those, those are my first books, my first novels. Yeah. Uh, so curious about the kind of the creative inspirations that lead you to the stories that you craft. Yeah, I mean, as I said before, I think it's or alluded to, I think it's not a coincidence that I was a more voracious reader when I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 than at any other mm -hmm. time in my life. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of writers who would, who, uh, who would say the same thing. So the fact that, um, you know, it, as I was started to de started to delve into writing more seriously, uh, once I left New York City, left the you know my career in theater behind, um, I sort of even there I cycled through creative nonfiction and picture books and this that and the other thing, um, and there was just something about writing middle grade fiction that I can't even put into words for you that clicked. And when I say clicked, I mean suddenly I was then motivated to do the business side of things to try and get published. Something about that material and writing that material. 
I often say I have my emotional bat phone goes back to those to the fourth and fifth grade time of my life. There's something about it I, I emotionally remember more strongly than other times in my life. So um, I don't really have a, a clear answer other than I was sort of organically, without even knowing it, organically um, just following what my heart wanted to write and what my brain wanted to publish. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, curious about what it's like to to create in your worlds with uh, books like Me, Myself, and Him, but then also um, you, you've been engaged in some collaborations with folks like James Patterson, Jeff Probst. So curious, on the other hand, what, what that's been like. Yeah, that is another thing that just, I, you know, to whatever degree I have found success and I have kept busy, I'm a very hardworking guy. Um, I have never been a career strategist. I have always, my career strategy has been to say yes to opportunities. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, I never planned anything out. And I, and when I first started collaborating, writing collaboratively, um, I, I just sort of thought, okay, well, this is an interesting bridge to writing solo. Um, I, I, it was through a book packager that you mentioned the Viking books that I did for, uh, Alloy Entertainment, a book packager. Mm -hmm. They, uh, were the first ones to suggest, uh, working collaboratively when they called and said, Hey, James Patterson is looking for co-authors. Would you like to write some sample chapters there? And that was an, an opportunity, you know, something I hadn't tried before, but it was an opportunity I couldn't say no to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, as time went on, I started to realize, you know what, I come from theater. I come from filmmaking. I come from collaborative storytelling and, I, I I found myself, again, without articulating it this way, I found myself not really having a strong need to branch out into a solo career. Very few of my books have been written with just my name on the cover. Um, and that wasn't by design. Um, it was just, again, by uh, some combination of me enjoying the collaboration, me being a stereotypically introverted writer. Many of us in the writing world don't love the part of the process where you have to, you know, you, you, we spend so much time working in isolation and then we have to turn around to the world and sort of say, look at me, look at me, buy my book, enjoy mm -hmm. my work. Um, and as it turns out, the, the collaborating with uh, with Jim Patterson and then with uh, Jeff uh, Probst, who's the host of uh, Survivor on TV, mm -hmm. which, by the way, again, just weird coincidence, ha long before I ever met Jeff, Survivor was my all-time favorite television show. So it just oh, felt perfect. like... The universe was just saying, here's another collaboration. How about this? Yeah. Um, and working with those higher profile collaborators comes with the added advantage for someone like me who doesn't have a tremendous need to get uh, full credit or to tell my very own stories in the world. It comes with the advantage of not having to then do a lot of the marketing and to not be the face of the project. It's not an aspect that, you know, a lot of my writer friends are are very much attached to what they want to say, to what they want to write and to being solo solo artists, if I can call it that. And um, I found over time that the collaboration really suits me. Yeah, yeah. And um, the the strength that a collaboration can bring to a project is really considerable as well. I talk and... about the the, um, the dichotomy of of uh, collaborative compromise and giving up on you know certain things that you think would be great for the story that don't make their way in, but also as you say, the collaborative synthesis that can only happen when you put two brains together or more. Which, you know, by the way, people, you know, some people say, oh, I could never do that. And I know a lot of people who try collaborating on novels and it doesn't go well. But it's also worth saying in this world that writing is more collaborative than some people might think at first blush, which is to say we work with our agents on developing manuscripts. We certainly work with our editors. We work with our critique groups. So it does come in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a as kind of a, a self-professed 
introverted person. Um, do you get the the opportunity to interact, school visits, things like that, as someone who's written for young people? Yes, I, I love that all of that is a little more optional for me in terms of getting my work out in the world. Um, but but yeah, that's one of the uh, big payoffs. Uh, I, I, I like a lot of writers. I love spending the bulk of my time alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but unlike theater, you know, you you you're not really spending a lot of time in front of an audience or with your audience. So to get into schools and to interact with kids and um, do writing workshops with kids, I do a lot of spontaneous writing with the kids and then point out what they're what they don't even realize they're doing well without trying. I like to point out kids kids kids. Uh, mm-hmm. geniuses that they that they all have and might not know so I love that part of the process yes yes uh and and the the English language and that apostrophe yes thing you know it's just a whole thing <laughs> words that end in s that add on about and anyway anyway to this um, day I pause when I'm writing and I'm like it's it apostrophe s it's I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I still can't get it to be uh, instinctive for me uh, I, I love a couple of things that you said there. One is celebrating what writers do well, because I feel like a lot of young authors get the red pen effect, um, you know, from from English teachers like me and stuff like that. Uh, but then also having to pause, work through process, because uh, I think one of the myths of writing is that it just sort of comes together and magically appears. Um, and you're speaking really well to both the collaborate collaboration of it and the process and the work that goes into it. Yeah. This is why teachers love for visiting authors to talk about, That's uh, right. which is the part that kids, I, you can, you can feel the drop in energy, but I, so I try to talk yeah. about revision in as interesting a way as possible, which is, you know, in all sincerity, like a lot of writers didn't used to be my favorite part, but now it is. I always say it's like I've, I've arduously built my puzzle pieces, but now I get to play with them and I get to pull the whole thing together into a cohesive picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so curious about the creative directions that you're exploring right now, what's currently inspiring you as an author. Um, I have one or two questions we might throw in here, but then also curious about places where people can connect. Um, in terms of what I'm doing now, I'm in a phase where my last uh, project that I did with uh, James Patterson, which I believe is coming out in 2024, I'm not sure. I have one middle grade novel with him coming out in 2024, but then the thing I did more recently and the thing I'm working on right now is for adults. And my uh, my previous novel with Jim was also an adult mystery. I, I've always said I, I uh, aspire to and admire the chameleons more than the specialists. Uh-huh, so. Uh-huh. Having said what I did about middle grade fiction being my heart work, and I I do have my own sort of half finished middle grade novel on my uh, laptop. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff for adults these days, which is a, a little bit of a change of pace for me. Um, but but the more than anything, I like the variety. Yeah, yeah. What's it like to sort of make that transition back and forth from writing for youth to writing for older youth? It reminds me a little of taking French and Spanish in high school at the same time, you know, yeah, you're, you're yeah. Sort of learning and speaking two languages, but they also rely on some of the same skills and, uh, and, you know, storytelling is storytelling at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just also the, you know, the, the thing that I did uh, most recently finish uh, has curse words and, you know, right, people right. doing bad things. And, you know, there, there are certain things that I, I generally don't include in my storytelling. And um, it was actually kind of fun to, to go a little bit more mature, uh, which is also true. You asked me about my YA novel, Me, Myself and Him, which is mm-hmm. uh, a YA novel, which I would 
call as distinct from a middle grade novel, which is to say for teens and older readers. And that's a, that was a bit more R-rated and a little bit more uh, stepping out for me from my usual fare. Yeah. And MRF, I believe, is one of your other ones as well. Yeah, that's a that's a um, MRF and Me, Myself and Him are my two YA novels. MRF yes, uh-huh. is, is a little squeakier and cleaner. Me, Myself and Him is a little bit less so. But they both feature uh, uh, young gay protagonists, which is sort of my my brand for YA, at least so far. Yeah, yeah. And uh, love that and love the creating where kids can connect, they can uh, experience stories and kind of find reflections of themselves in books as well. Um, absolutely. I mean, they, they talk about mirrors and windows. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a familiar concept to you, but you know, one book will show somebody their own experience, and uh, at the same book will show another kid somebody else's experience in an expansive way. Hopefully, you know, there's room for all of it on the bookshelves. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the other part of that question we didn't quite get to was spaces where people can connect, so websites, um, social media spaces, things of that nature. Are you talking about my social media? Yes, yes, where where people can sort of <clears throat> follow along and see the things that are coming. Yeah, everything, um, all of my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Blue Sky, uh, I'm sort of stepping away from Twitter, but I'm still on there. Uh, it's all at Chris Tevitz. Uh, the only trick there is spelling my last name. Yes, yes. And I'll make sure to spell it correctly so folks can can link out there. Um, I, I think I only have one more question and then we can hit anything that we missed. And that is the story of the house behind you. I, I've been looking at this thing uh, throughout our talk. So I'm curious about this object uh, yeah, because it, it looks perfect for the setting of some story or Tim Burton film or something. I've always had a fascination with miniatures. Um, oh, if anybody likes miniatures, this is a complete aside. Chris Toledo, look up his stuff. It's incredible. It's amazing. Um, and I wish I could remember the name of this artist, but it's a fully uh, formed old barn. And if you were closer, you could see that the barn is full of stuff as well and an a old car. And this guy, he works in um, lands. What, I forget what it's called, landscape grade clay. He keeps his sculptures out in his gardens and chipmunks makes home, make homes in them and oh, that sort wow. of thing. But we didn't have the nerve to keep this one outside. Yeah, I don't blame you. It belongs on the table on the dais. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did we miss anything in the interview that you want to make sure to share via authoring, creating young people, adult market, any of that kind of stuff? Only that I'm, um, you know, the other thing I've been focusing on a lot is teaching, which I do both online and in person. And I'm um, forever available for visits. And uh, I do uh, for schools who can't afford to bring me in, though I love to come do school visits. I also offer um, free uh, 30 minute Q&As for any class who have read at least one of my books. Uh, because I do like to connect with uh, any any piece of my audience who wants to connect with me. Love it. Love it. Uh, well, Chris, thank you for a wonderful talk. Thank you for jumping in and uh, being flexible with me. And glad to have you back anytime to talk writing at any level, creating at any level. Uh, and I appreciate what you do. Oh, my pleasure. I love talking about this stuff. So thanks for what you do as well. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you.